Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Hello, bro. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school. Welcome to the Orange is the New Black Podcast. We are your hosts. He is Zim Hude. I'm Ace Boogie. Zim, what's going on, bro? Hello, world. How's everybody doing? I'm just making some adjustments. How's my mic sound? Am I am I straight? Am I good? Mike sounds good. Mike sounds very good. All right. I made a couple of quick adjustments before we went on just now, but I hope everybody's having a good day. We're here recording on a Friday afternoon, lunchtime special. We wanted to give a chance for uh, you know, people that follow the pod, follow the channel to be able to you know, get some questions asked, you know, talk, let's talk Bengals. There's not too much going on after the big deal with uh, Lael Collins being signed this past week. Um, I think he signed his official uh, contract uh, two days ago now, or it might have just been yesterday, actually. But the numbers are in our favor. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Like, I think somebody had a tweet out there and, their name escapes me, so forgive me if you're hearing this or watching this uh, after the fact. But they said that you know we initially signed Bobby Hart for three years, twenty-one million, and now you know three years later we're signing Lyle Collins, who is obviously a top right tackle in this league at that amount. And he was just talking about how far we've come, and so for Lyle to sign a deal like that, it means that this is all about business. This is all about championships, like he said the other day in his press conference. It's clearly about championships. Um, And so that's dope. But like Zim is saying, you guys jump in the comment box, ask us questions. That's what this is for. It doesn't have to be a super chat. Um, If you do, we appreciate that. But we really are trying to get back to the fans and answer your questions. Um, So we love to get you guys. I'm going to get to I'm going to get to the Super Chats a lot faster, though. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hey, but I do I want to say this real quick. Alice Kappa, just the, the, the guaranteed money. Alice Kappa has a guaranteed uh, uh, money of $11 million. Ted Carey is $5 million. And Lael Collins, $5 million. Not much at all. When we're, If you're looking at the landscape of football right now, as far as guaranteed money, that is very, very low, preparing us for – Joe Burrow, T. Higgins season coming up, I guess. Facts, facts. So the first question is from B. Sewell 513. He asks, what's the next move, fellas? And what is the next move? For me, I think I asked this even on my Instagram page, too. If you don't follow us already on New Stripe Cities Instagram, follow my Zim underscore who they um, on my Instagram as well. But I, I asked this, I posed this question. For me, it's uh, do you go get uh, – the the Nelson, what's the what's the kid that um or the guy Nelson, uh the corner from Steelers? Steven Nelson. So do you go get a Steven Nelson like guy now? Uh or do you go after the draft and go get a guy like that? Same thing will be asked about Quentin Spain and O and Ogan Joby. Larry Ogan Joby. Those are the three where I think the the draft kind of 
guides you in, in which way you want to go. You go to the draft and you go get Linderbaum first round, then you don't bring back Spain. You go to the draft and get two, three techs, you probably don't bring back Ogunjobi. You go to the draft and only come out with one corner, maybe you do go get a Steven Nelson. Maybe maybe you're now looking at maybe if uh, Stephon uh, Gilmore still around, you make that move. But I think the Bengals are in a good position where they're just signing like guys that they need, special teams aces like Stanley Morgan. Uh, insurance pieces like Trent Irwin, different things like that that got done this past week where you're putting yourself in a position where now we could head to the draft. If, if anything, I might see them picking up another D tackle or something like that, maybe just as a camp body or something like that. But for me, I think it'd be after the draft. Yeah, I think I had to agree with a lot of what Zim said as far as looking at Ogunjobi, Spain, uh, maybe James Bradbury, seeing how that situation plays out. I'm pretty sure they're probably monitoring that as well. Stefan Gilmore, I think the only way you look at him is if he's coming on a bargain in like a one-year prove-it deal to win a Super Bowl, similar to like the deal that Lyell has. Or is it – am I saying it, his name correct? Because you, know, you said it differently earlier. Yeah, because at his press conference, our, our buddy uh, – I think it was Jeff Hobson might have asked him, is it – or, or no, 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 it was Dan Horde that asked him, and I, and he said L'El. L'El. So, yeah, I want to say his name right. So, L'El, similar to that kind of deal, I think, is what you're looking at. The next one comes from Jacob, and he asked, what would you want, Quentin, Quentin Spain back or to start Carmen? Uh, me, personally, I think I would want to bring Quentin Spain back just because I feel like we already know uh, what he can do in that system. He had a great uh, season last year for the most part. I get people talking about Carmen, but I, this is interesting because I want to hear what Zim's thoughts are on um, this potential question or this question here. Uh, for me, you know, I think the plan should be to to groom all the kids to get them ready to De Deonta Smith, uh, Jackson Carmen. Those are the two guys that uh, that I'm just fully on board with. The next couple of years, those are the guys that have to take the starting role. So for me, I'm no, I'm not in a rush to start Jackson Carmen. I think the draft tells you everything. If the guy is in a first round or a second round pick, I think 100% you bring back Quentin Spain. Uh, Spain has been posting his highlights. He doesn't have any ill will towards the Bengals, even as early as today. He's still working out at Black Sheep with Drew Sample and all those guys like that. So clearly, I think there's an opportunity to be here. But the where you get him and how we come out of the draft dictates the money. Facts, facts. I'm going to go to another friend of the show, Greg Luther. What up, Greg? He says, what remaining free agent cornerbacks would make sense? Uh, I kind of mentioned earlier, James Bradbury, Gilmore, Zim. You mentioned Steven Nelson. Is there anyone in addition to that that you feel like would make sense? Trey Flowers. That's a move that I think that I think they should bring back Trey Flowers now. Like, what he's done to tight ends. Now you talk about the Chiefs with no Tyree. Whew. Give me Trey Flowers. Like, let's, let's get this thing going. And then you think about now, now you got to come with that same kind of concept when you play the Raiders and teams like that. So, you know, like, I, I think Trey Flowers offers a lot for the secondary in a hybrid role. Um, somebody last night on our Twitter spaces, if y'all don't know, y'all need to go on these Twitter spaces because it's like an all-out debate team special every single week or whatever um but someone was talking about tyron matthew and i would welcome at lsu you know type of thing now he's getting older it'd be like a one-year proving type of deal and he would be kind of roaming but him on our defense would be kind of crazy i don't think it would happen but you know those, those are the guys that are still out there we got another one from our keith last hand what do you guys think the Bengals need now because y'all got an o-line for me personally i probably would say three tech 
uh, depth just there, probably some edge rush depth. And I would probably also say uh, second corner. For me, it's going to be left guard um, and cornerback too. Those are the two. Those are the only starting positions up uh, for grabs. And then also, you know, the three-tech position. If you don't bring back Ogunjobi, I, I honestly – this would not be crazy to me. If the Bengals come out of the draft with two corners, um, if, if the Bengals come out of the draft with two corners and um, and two three techs, if, if they came out with that, I don't. I think it might look a little crazy, but I wouldn't be surprised with it at all. Right. Uh, Joey Pruitt, Pruitt, I hope I said that right. Am I crazy for being so high on Hayden Hurst? It depends on how high you are. If you're expecting him to come in, and have like 1,100 yards, yes, that's too high. If you're expecting him to have five to 600 yards, I don't think that that's, that's too high. I got an alert earlier today. Ace did a good breakdown on – I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing. I watched a couple of minutes, but you just did a Hayden Hurst breakdown uh, on your YouTube, right? Uh, Eric Robinson of uh, the Falcoholic. So he's a guy that um, has some insight on the Falcons. So if you haven't watched that, be sure to check it out. He kind of said the same thing that I just echoed. If you're expecting – 1,100 yards or something like that, no. If you're expecting him to match uh, CJ's production, he said, yeah, you pretty much are looking at that. I I, I think uh, with Chris Evans, uh, if he could give us, like, 200 yards, like, you know, uh, receiving, and then you couple that with Joe Mixon getting a little bit more receiving and also Joe Mixon actually running for more, I I, I don't think that's a big deal. Him getting 500 yards is, is cool with me. Also look for the Bengals to go get a tight end. There's a lot of tight ends that are now like starting to shoot up the boards too, which bodes well for us on some of the things that we just talked about. I'll let Zim answer this Jelani one. Jelani Woods. Mark Graves asked, any worries about Joe's knee injury from the Super Bowl? Nope. Joe's knee is about as good as mine. I can kick anybody's B-U-T-T all across the AFC North every single week. We can get it. We can run it. Let's line it up. My knee is good to go. I'm kicking and I'm, I'm going hard this year. Let's go. Uh, another one here from Mark Romero. What grade would you give our free agent signings? I said this online. Uh, you want to go first, Ace? Yeah, I, I probably would give it right now. Um, I would say a B plus uh, right now because I still think that there's still some spots that they could go or sign to bring it to like that A range. But I would probably say or that A range. I would probably say right now uh, a B plus. For me, I said B plus, A minus. I just I thought the Eli Apple move, although I don't think it's a bad move. I just thought Casey Hayward. You know, I, I, me saying A minus or B plus is just predicated more so on my preference. It's not like what is right or what is wrong. It's probably some of the moves that I would have did. The Hayden Hurst one, I would have went even harder at Gronk. I just think like right now we're looking at them with like twelve million in cap space left. I, I just would have went crazy with Gronk for real, like. I don't care about Tom Brady. Like, if Joe Burrow got him over his house with some cupcakes and crackers, it's a done deal. Like, period. So, that's how I feel about it. So, if you want to give me an A-plus, give me Gronk and everything. Another thing, too, I don't think it's that far-fetched to get Treader. I think long-term, I was looking at an Amherst. I always mispronounce this word uh, wrong. Uh, amortization chart. But I was looking at that. And Treader, along with some of these other guys, it doesn't match up well with the extension of Jamar Chase. So you might you might mess up or drop the ball on that too. So that's one of the things I've kind of come to grips with is that getting Treader is possible, but long term it might affect you, and you better win a championship. Right. 
Um, Alstream MLG with the super chat at 199. Appreciate that. How many wins will it take to make the playoffs? I'm gonna say to make the playoffs with the emphasis on that. I think you at least need 10 wins. I think 10 wins in the, the AFC, especially with everybody loading up, I think it's gonna be tight there at the end. I think 10 is going to guarantee you a spot at the table. I think 10 guarantees. I think nine because AFC West is going to kick everybody's butt around there. So you're going to have a lot of losses in there. Same thing with the North. We'll be kicking everybody's butt around there. The only one that I feel like is pretty defined is like, what, Colts? And I, I don't know. You never know how this thing is going to play out. So I still, you know, think there's probably like a three-way tie with nine wins. And that and one of those teams gets in. So maybe the wild card is nine wins, but everybody else like 10. Yeah, I could see someone sneaking in with nine, but it'll be like that weird, like divisional record. And that's, that's, yeah, that's when you're leaving it up to that, it's just going to be tough, just like it was last year. But I think I could, like Zim said, um, see nine wins, but it'll be whatever tiebreakers that person has. Uh, does Gilmore sign? My gut tells me no, unless it's like a one year. And to me, it would be like, Six mil with a with a cap hitter like two mil or something like that. Like it, it, it just couldn't. I I can't see that. I just think a team. We don't know what he wants. If he wants to win, sure. I just think that when you get to thirty two years old in this league and you still feel like you're still like a, a starting corner or whatever, you're looking to have a good opportunity. Maybe the Panthers thing kind of humble like maybe his expectations. Uh, I just well, can't we know see. He's a starting corner, but you're saying getting paid like a, a top elite starter, right? Like, him, right? Him going to the Bengals, or let's say, like, I would even say, I don't want to say the Ravens, just just a, a Super Bowl. Like, say he went to the Broncos or something like that. I don't know. Like, they got a spot for him over there or something like that. Like, he's going to make less versus him taking a chance with maybe like say the Raiders or something. Where I think that's a good fit for him, but. Uh, someone like a Raiders or whatever, where they're probably going to throw around the money a little bit more. He'll probably get paid more and have more guarantees. And it's it's a little bit more dysfunctional. I think if he wants like a short thing, you know, you, you go Bengals, Bucks, you know, something like that, you know, but I, I you take less money. But I don't know his motivation. Right. Uh, so Jacob is asking, who's your dream pick at 31? For me, I would probably say at this moment in time, how things stand today, March 25th, a Friday, I would say Andrew Booth. Is he going to be there? I don't know. I mean, the dream would obviously be sauce, but that's not a realistic dream. So giving you a realistic Ooh. dream would be Booth for me. What about you, Zan? I'm with you, too. I'm 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 Booth, but if Linderbaum is there, and I don't know how the Bengals feel about Linderbaum, but a lot of people say, man, but we got Karras and, you know, and I remember the tweet that you first put and said, are the Bengals going to put Karras at center or guard? Right. If Bomb is there at 31, whoa, baby. Like, I mean, you're talking about the elite line all of it, and then the future of your line is already set, too, because Karras is the elder statesman, I guess, in the room, right, at going close to 30 years old. He's 29. So you got to have a plan for that eventually, right? So I just think Linderbaum saw so many issues. Like Carmen still has time to develop. All these guys behind still have time to develop. Anybody go down, you still got all these guys ready to go. You got the, the Isaiah Princes, Adenogies, and all these guys still right there. I mean, Linderbaum saws a lot. So that would be my number one. But then, yeah, if Booth was there, I think 
that's the realistic ones that I think could be there. Right. Um, so, so what I'm gonna do, Zim, in order for us to try to get through as many questions as possible, I'm gonna just ping pong off each one. So I'm gonna send you one, and then I'll answer one, and then we'll do it that way so we can get through more of these. Right. Uh, so I tried to go faster, but I just talked so much. Let me see. Now nah, you good. Uh, my man, the Tay Satana says, "Am I the only one thinking we need more linebackers?" I think long term you're going to need, you know, more linebackers because you got Logan Wilson about to come up. You got Pratt about to come up. You got some different things that King Davis gives it. So long term. But right now, as it stands, they could go the whole entire draft, not drafting one linebacker and Bailey and those guys coming back. Whew. But you, you, I, I'm sorry to go off topic. And I know this is going to take some. What about uh, at 31, the kid from Michigan? Now, he's more an uh, edge rusher, but he, he tore his Achilles or whatever. He could probably come back six months. You make a playoff run. Ojabo, Ogabo. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. I think I'm not. But that guy, if he's there, do you make that pick, Ace? He, top 10 talent. 31, no, because I have a feeling like that he could fall to the second. I, f I feel confident that he'll still be there at our second round pick. I really do okay. because of the type of injury that it is. Okay. Uh, I think that there's a chance there. So 31. Uh, I wouldn't, but yeah, second round for sure. Like I'd even trade up in the second round to move up to going. Right. I like that play or trade back out of the first grab him as your extra pick. Yeah. You get, can do that too. Like get, the, get a down and then took him. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm with that as well. What about that is my still undersized, still pretty quick. I think in games, in game time situations, I think he would do really well, but he's always going to be undersized in, you know, I don't know how you feel about Thaddeus. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, Thaddeus Moss is going to be a deaf guy. He's going to be battling it out with Mitchell Wilcox, so and potentially whoever they might take in the draft. So we'll see. I think he has a chance, though. Uh, let's see what D lineman should we draft, or should we go after one in free agency? I'm going to say they're going to do both. I think that they're going to go and get Larry Ogan Joby or someone like that, equivalent to that, and I think that they're going to draft someone as well. Uh, someone Agreed. says, Zim, Chuck is asking, do you think Evans moves in behind Mixon? I hope so, 100%. Let's see. Rowdy Every Lap says, why not package 2022 and 2023 first-round picks and move up to draft Derek Stingley Jr. I could see that. This is my only concern with Stingley, though, is the durability, the health, and stuff like that. If you're going to package all of that up, for me, I would go and get Sauce just because I feel like they're equal talents, but Sauce is probably, not even probably, Sauce is more durable from a from an injury standpoint, right? Like, I don't think he has the same injury risk. It's just for me, Personally, if I'm going to mortgage all of those picks to go up and get somebody, it's got to be somebody that I feel has a clean medical record. I think I think like Duke Tobin, I, I've, I've, monitored, I, I've I've taken on a name as Duke Shiesty. If y'all see me on Twitter, but Duke Shiesty wouldn't do that move. I'm going to tell you that straight up. Duke is not about that. We're going to let Booth or we're going to let somebody else fall to us. I know before the draft, it seems as those things like if I could go up with a fourth round pick and get to like pick 21 or something and Stingley was there, sure, but I don't think they're in a position, if we're thinking about long-term future, money, all these guys that we got to get paid, we need bodies to sit and be ready for that day. I, don't, I think you just can't give up that much draft uh, capital. 
Facts, facts. Uh, my man Diddy said that Zen bribed Collins with the koi fish to sign. <laughs> Diddy, you know that's cap as hell. Ain't no way in hell I'm giving up any one of my koi fish or anything, bro. Them like my kids at this point. Ain't no way in hell. Diddy keep on playing, talking about I should have did that to Collins. But we got the Collins deal deal. We got it done. We just gave him some cupcakes, took him over there to uh, – would they take Matt Ryan over there to Magic City and gave him some chicken wings up in the blue flame? That's how we doing these deals these days. This is – this Duke Shiesty era right now. Facts, facts, facts. Uh, let me find another question here. Let's see. I see a lot of comments. I'm looking for some questions. Let's see. Appreciate the love, though. Um, Happy birthday, DJ Mister, man. You always send the comments. I appreciate you guys, man. Happy birthday, DJ Mister. I saw that pop up on there. Appreciate you. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Uh, I got another one here from Donnell Geralds. Hey, Ace, have you cut the tape on Jeremy Record out of Ohio State? If not, you should. Huge vertical threat. I have not, but I've heard a lot of people talking about him. So I definitely will be cutting the tape on on some tight ends um, here soon. Uh, Rob Crute for UZM says, do you think we should sign one big free agent or low tier players for depth? It depends on who the big free agent that is left. If it's Stephon Gilmore level talent or, you know, it's, it's if it's Tyron Matthew or somebody crazy out there, like I consider that a big free agent. But the, is that big anymore? Like some of the guys that are still out there, are just you're, they're older now. So if the if the price is right, you could do it. But 100%, we're going to have to have some depth camp bodies in there, especially at D-tackle is one position that I think that they're going to have to load up some some camp bodies at the very least. Facts. Uh, my man, the Coma Show, shout out to him. Be sure to subscribe to his channel for 199 Says that the Bengals have the whole league in dis disarray. I agree. My man, Dustin Croft, for a $10 Super Chat. Appreciate that. Flash forward 10 years, what are the chances that all these large quarterback contracts equates to actual Super Bowl wins? I am a, I am having huge doubts after seeing the Chiefs cap issues. The Rams won in spite of Stafford all year. I mean, for me, I think that as the salary cap goes up, maybe that evens out. But it's always been an issue. It's been an issue now. Um, so I don't think that the issue becomes even larger because I think it's already an issue now. But it just depends on who the quarterback is. When you have a quarterback like Joe Burrow and he gives you a chance to win and he can elevate the team. Sure. I think that it actually hurts the middle tier guys, the guys that aren't elite. Right. Do you really want to give 20 or 30 million um, to a guy like Baker Mayfield? I'm not saying that to pick on him, but he's just right now kind of in that territory do you really want to give it if you want me to get off of Baker Mayfield do you really want to get that money to Kirk Cousins like so for me I think that it's actually going to hurt those middle tier guys it's obviously going to command a lot of money but I think teams will now be more smart with that investment on who they give that amount of money to if Baker Mayfield wants to shine Joe's shoes I got a job position for him like we'll set, we'll set him up a nice little stand over at PBS parking lot shine his shoes on and, and get him right and, and we can give him a position that he deserves here's an interesting one from Stephen McCoy he asked can Deontay Smith take the left tackle job this camp I think the bigger question is, can he take the left guard position? I think everybody's uh, penciling in Carmen. I think he was uh, – Deontay Smith was a victim of a lot of uh, injuries when they, I think they were ready to make that move, and then he was just too far behind the eight ball. You start getting to the playoffs and all that stuff like that. I, I, I would not be surprised if Deontay Smith takes the left guard uh, position over Carmen and um, – you know, like, say they don't do the Spain deal. Even if they did the Spain, 
I don't know. Well, That's where I see him. Shout out to my man DJ Mister for the nine ninety nine super chat. I appreciate that. He says his birthday is today, but wanted to come and shout out Zim and Ace. Who they all day? Who they, bro? Especially on Sundays. Appreciate you, DJ Mister, for stopping through, and I hope you have a great birthday today. Bro. Yes, sir. Better get your orange and black cake. Uh, Yash is saying Bozeman is available. Would you guys go for him if we can't get Linderbaum's iron or green? Bozeman isn't available. I believe he was supposed to sign with the Panthers. So last I heard, he signed there. But uh, Zim, would you go after Linderbaum's iron or green in the draft? If it's me, I go Linderbaum. I just think that the potential guards like Zion is always just going to be a guard. And then green combine, the athleticism and different – you know, the different things that I think we thought he was because in college he played so many different positions, but he didn't test that way. Uh, Linderbaum, for me, would be like where I would want to go. Now, the short arms are going to be a concern. I think a Linderbaum, probably about the same length as Billy Price. I don't know. Somebody would have to run me the, the, the arm length on him whatever. But that would be a bigger concern where he's getting, like, bigger guys or whatever. Like, I, I remember Billy Price always having guys, like, where – he would get behind and you don't have that arm left to like get guys off of your body and stuff like that. So that's a thing. Um, but that's who I would go with. I just think he's super tough. He's a glass eater and he would absolutely do work in the ASC North. Um, that's what I would do. Bozeman, I, I, he, la he lacks athleticism and you're kind of betting on Bozeman to take the next step to just like be consistently a good center. Right. Uh, Francis here says, uh, do you think we should double down on cornerbacks in round one and two? I'm going to say no, just simply because if you have a lineman there, if you have a three tech there or you have an edge rusher that's not supposed to be there like the man out of Michigan, uh, then I would rather probably take one of those guys, especially with us bringing back Eli Apple for a year. We got to the Super Bowl with Eli Apple, right? But we still could potentially take a young guy there. So I think we only need one if you're talking about the first two rounds. Now, if we get to the mid rounds or something like that, our third round, another dude that I would love is Marcus Jones. Uh, I think that he brings kind of that Pac-Man Jones element where he's a really solid corner, but he's an amazing return man. Like he's been compared to D to Dante Hall, um, the human highlight stick or the human joystick. So uh, that is how I could see them taking more than one corner. It, there's a lot of different circumstances, man, because you get down to like third round and then Kobe Bryant or somebody like that sitting there too. You know, you, there, there's some corners that um, a guy I really like on Twitter, um, uh, my guy, uh, I like my my guy Johnny and what's the other uh, kid that we always be talking to Ace. He really studies like the draft stuff. He was telling me about the cornerback from Michigan as well. We're having some split duty type stuff too. Um, okay. So that's so that's another kid that kind of uh, Daxton Hill. So okay. that's another guy. Okay. Uh, let's see. We kind of already talked about this one. I'm not so sure about this this Jelani Woods guys. Zim, are you familiar with Jelani Woods? Yeah, I've heard the name. I haven't did a deep dive uh, into him, but apparently he scored a ten on his. I'm assuming relative athletic score. Right, right. He's one of crazy. That means he's probably like one of the most athletic players of all time. Right, and, and had they not gotten Hayden Hurst, there's a world where I can see them maybe even trading back and getting into that second round and, and, and getting two picks, getting a corner, and then probably looking at a guy like that because the athleticism is off the charts. I saw some tape, like this guy on Twitter had his uh, thing cut up, 
Mm-hmm. And I saw about like two minutes of him. Nothing like crazy world beating stuff, but better than what we currently have. So he, I mean, I know the Ravens. I was in one of their spaces. They're 100% looking at him like everybody should be taking a look at him, honestly, like if you test out like that. Yeah, no problem. I'm seeing my man Ira is talking about that he posted a question. I didn't see it, Ira, so if you can, go ahead and post it again. Uh, But, yeah, we're jumping around as fast as we can because we're on limited time. So if we do miss some questions, we apologize, but we're trying to jump in and and find them. That's what one of the reasons that the Super Chats make it (laughs) easier when the the, uh, questions get flown out. But, Ira, I know that you're a member of the channel, so uh, let me know what that is, and I'll try to get to that. Uh, Royal Flush Terry asks, what Bearcat is most likely to become a Bengal? Obviously not Desmond Ritter. I I think Kobe Bryant. I think, like, him in the third round, I think, like, a lot of stuff that he does matches up well with, you know, what the Bengals do. I think that that would be the sweet spot for me, like based off of all the cornerbacks I have on here. I forgot where I got them ranked, but I think I got them like 12th or something like that. Mm-hmm. If they can get them like in the third to me, you know, I think that'd be that'd be a one guy. I don't, I don't know. Is there anybody else that you know? Uh, There's a receiver. I think he's like number 12. I think that, you know, maybe in the mid rounds, they think they think about grabbing him um, as well. But I think you hit it on head with Kobe Bryant. I think Kobe Bryant feels a need. Um, it would be somebody that they should look at. It. I mean, you just look at his resume. He's a local kid. Obviously, they've seen him. So I think that he's more likely, the most likely to probably be drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, let's see. Yash asks, are Osai and Cam Sample capable of having an impact? Osai has got to be feeling this. I've got this feeling about him. He's massive. Pause. Uh, yeah, pause. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think either one of those guys. I mean, we already saw Cam Sample have an impact. I think he goes to another level um, next season. And then outside, we kind of saw that in preseason. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, someone, let's see, Tulo Fant here asks, what about Kyle Fuller? He's 30 years old at corner. After the draft? Yeah, I would say that too. Like, it would yeah. be after the draft kind of thing for me as well. Yeah, I would. I, I mean, I would. I like him. You know, it's just one of those things. If you come out of a draft with two corners, then you you wouldn't you wouldn't draft him. I mean, you wouldn't sign him. My my bad. Yes, sir. So uh, my man Akoma, uh, he asked. Appreciate the super chat for one ninety nine. He has any security blankets available for the red zone? <sighs> I mean, I think you probably look at. <laughs> Tight ends, possibly. I don't know if you feel like likely would be one or not, but well, is he is he talking about is he talking about free agency or is he talking about in the draft? That I'm not sure of. I don't I don't know if he's referring to free agency or the draft. Um, free agency, I feel like you already kind of got what you need there in Hayden Hurst. Um, obviously, a bigger security blanket would be Grunt, but we kind of talked about that earlier. Obviously, it kind of seems like he's trending towards the the Brady return. Uh, but in the draft, I think you look at any of those tight ends that are in there. Uh, who's the, the kid that's number one that we talked about, Zim? You always Mc, tell me about Mc, him. McBride. McBride is probably a guy that you can use as a safety blanket in the red zone as well. He's like a second-round target. I see a bunch of questions, man. The The fight family says, how many rings do you think Joe Burrow will win in his career? I'll let you answer that. I think at least a minimum of two. A minimum of two. 
Right. I mean, he, he has potential to win more than than two, but I think at least a minimum of two. I, you know, I always say this to you. I say, man, we'll always look back on Joe Burrow's career, right? This is just – I think we should record this. We'll always look back at his career and say, man, he got two rings, but that day in L.A., we should have got three. Three. I think we'll always sit back and say that and be like, bro, like he should have – like when we're arguing with people, we'll be like, man, Joe Burrow should have three rings. They'll be like, well, he only got two. Like I, that, I just feel like that in my heart. That's gonna happen. Like, that's the conversation. Anything more than that, I mean, I think that's 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 crazy. That's crazy. It's possible though. If they're making moves like this, I feel like, and they keep the same formula, you know, we're good. Um, Yash, you just keep. I just keep picking you for some reason. He says we haven't discussed punter. What do you guys think about taking a punter in the fourth or fifth? There's a good punter in this draft. I wouldn't mind taking one in the fifth. Not just a good punter, probably the greatest punter of all time. So that's a good fourth down. I take him in the fourth down. I jump out there and do it. What's up? I, that's the kid from I think it is his name Ariza. I forgot or he played from Arizona State or whatever. I don't know. But for me, I will tell you this. Say they got that dude. I think there are a lot of people that think that we got lucky and all this other crazy stuff or whatever. They would think the Bengals are part of Illuminati if we got him. Because if you're talking about all fastest of a football team. Not only will we have the best kicker in football, the best quarterback, and now you're talking about even if we have a drive that isn't good, now you end up with the with the the best punter in football. Like we will be winning all facets of a football game. Yeah, he played for San Diego State, but man, that I, that is very enticing. Like you know, like and I think uh, us getting our kicker now, McPherson, kind of opened my eyes to like you know, like hey, that's a possibility if it, if. If that guy can cash out year one, it, it makes it worth the pick. I wouldn't go any further in fourth. Prior to this season, I would have told you, yeah, like I wouldn't go above the sixth round. <laughs> but, you know, now, you know, if I look at the board and it doesn't look crazy, you know, and I don't like a lot of guys there, I wouldn't be mad at him in the fourth. Uh, Mo Grogan here, or Grogan, um, says, I saw somewhere the Bengals are currently taking bids for a practice facility. Any truth to this? I have no idea. We have to just wait and see. I think y'all are going to get some news around October. <coughs> All right. Um, let's see. Rowdy ever lapped. It seems like more of a statement. He says, Burrow sets the season pass record, yards record in 2022. I'm going to answer it like a question. If Are you talking about, I guess he's saying just in general with the NFL. Um, I'm not going to say that, but I think he could re-break, like, I think he could break the Bengals record, whatever the franchise record for a se single season is. Right. And that's definitely up for grabs. I think he's just making a proclamation, like, Burrow's going, like, he's calling his shot, Rowdy, Rowdy uh, every lap. I think he's just calling his shot. He just believes that Burrow would say that. I, I think Burrow should be a candidate and probably win the MVP. If they look, You know how it kind of goes, like, the politics of it? I just think if they have a successful season, they only lose like no more than four games, then I think Burrow's your MVP. Just based off of this past year, in my mind, he, I feel like he should have got it, but I just, that's how it goes. I got to get this one to Zim. Our man Diddy said he proposed this in, on Twitter. John Ross back here. You know what's so crazy to me? I don't think it would be a good idea because I just think the stigma that, you know, but that's the type of guy. 
that I wish was kind of around, like, in free agency, like, you know, like, that we don't have a history with. I just think the fans and everything, like, the community, like, all of that stuff, him reading all that crap, people already down on him. I just think it will go against him. I wish that wasn't there because that is the type of guy. You need a fast, speedy type of guy, but you also need the guy to be able to have some punt return abilities. But him as, like, a fourth option or something, like, now at this part in his career, that would be amazing. If somebody's out there like that, Where's Will Fuller at right now? Will Fuller is still a free agent. He was one of the people that I was thinking about as well. Uh, that that went in the draft. I'm gonna tell you, once you get to like the second, third round, it's so crazy. I keep on saying this. There's a bunch of dudes this year that are big body wide receivers. That somebody asked about red zone threats. There's a lot of bigger options, bigger uh, players. Um, at, at tight end and wide receivers that have a little bit more speed, the, there's less gadget, like uh, less gadget guys. That's why I kept on uh, talking about the kid Austin from Memphis. Um, but because I'm I'm trying to find like a John Ross type Fuller type burner, you put that on the other side of uh, uh, Uno, burn them out, get them all out there, stretch the field, get it wide open. Then you got T Higgins and Boyd underneath, and then Hayden Hurst. Like now we're really cooking. Like that's that's the type of like, mixing Evans chipping going out leaking out into the backfield like it's with Will Filler like taking the top off Jamar running double routes now that we got time like double moves oh my god like yeah that would be that man would be you could block that up nah, unstoppable unstoppable. So um, we're gonna go ahead and bring this to a close. We appreciate you guys for rocking with us. Uh, this episode was sponsored by Midwest Best Barbecue. Please be sure to check them out in Loveland. We actually just had what Jamar Chase's pops just slid through there and got some of those Uno wings. He definitely is a fan of them. You should be a fan of them. Check them out. They got Aloha wings, Uno wings, Grippo wings, all kinds of wings, um, and, of course, barbecue as well and ice cream. So please be mm-hmm. sure to check them out. Midwest Best Barbecue, 669 Justice Court. Yes, sir. Uh, Is there anything that you wanted to say before we get up out of here, bro? No, man. I just want to say I appreciate you guys supporting us. We're going to make some big moves this year, so be on the lookout for that. Keep on watching all the shows on on this channel, um, Cincy Jungle channel. We've got a lot of good content coming out. It is very, very important that you all let everybody know about me and Ace as much as you can so that we can kind of make the quality of our show better, give us more uh, content and more interviews. We've interviewed anybody you could think of. If you go back, Carl Lawson's of the world, Jeff Hobson's, PFF specials, uh, anybody that you could think of, Hugh Jackson's of the world, TJ Hoosman's artist. We can still bring you that, but you, we are counting on the people to make sure that you tell everybody about us and keep on rocking with who they Facts, facts. So, as usual, we're going to end this with a yes. Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school.